Thank you for joining our broadcast at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to citylifechurch.cc to find the giving option that works best for you. Thank you again for joining us and enjoy today's message. We're going to go to 2 Kings chapter 4, and this is really going to be the foundation for the next three, four, five weeks. I don't know. We're just going to journey through this book. And I've been reading this chapter, and man, I'm just telling you, it's been coming alive to me. And I want to talk to you tonight about attracting the presence of God. Attracting the presence of God. 2 Kings chapter 4. Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem. And there was a notable woman, and she persuaded him. She persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, look now, I perceive this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there and a table, a chair, and a lampstand. So it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn there. And it happened one day that he came there and he turned into the upper room and laid down there. Then he said to Gehazi's servant, call the Shumanite woman. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said to him, say now to her, look, you've been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. So he said, what can be done for her? And Gehazi answered, actually, she has no son, and her husband is old. So he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. She stood in the doorway. Then he said, about this time next year. Oh, that should be a word for someone right there. About this time next year, you will embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your mate servant. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time, I love that, when the appointed time had come of which Elisha had told her. We're going to read out of, and study tonight out of verse 8. And she persuaded him to eat some food. She persuaded him to eat some food. The word persuade means this, to get somebody to do something, to convince somebody of something, or to entice She began to invite him and convince him to come to her house and eat some food. What she was saying was this. When this anointing and this presence that you carry passes by us, things begin to change. And she began to entice him. Anybody ever been enticed with food? She understood this, that this man of God carried an anointing and the presence of God for that day. He was the prophet for that hour. And in the Old Testament, God would rest upon a man or an individual, or we find that he rested on an ark called the Ark of the Covenant, and it would represent his presence. But God rested upon Elisha at this time to be the prophet to the people of God. He was not only a prophet, but he was a prophet that had a special anointing on him. Matter of fact, Elijah was a great man of God called fire down from heaven and Elisha had a double portion of his anointing and she understood that this anointing had the ability to do supernatural things if it was ever resident in your life. So she began to invite him in and entice him with food. And then the Bible says in that same verse, as often as he passed by, 
he would turn in there to eat. Something happened in this transition. She began to put things out before him and he must have liked what she put out because what she put out caused him to come to her house, not just once, but time and time again. There's some things that the word of God teaches us that will attract the anointing of God and the presence of God to our life. There are some things, if you ever understand the principles of God's word, they will attract God's presence in your life. The Bible said she persuaded him. She was trying to convince him and she began to put good food out and the Bible said that he liked it because he began to continually come to her house. What are some of the things that will attract the presence of God in our life and to our life? First, I want you to know desire. Desire and hunger will attract the presence of God because the Bible tells me if I am hungry for the things of God and I am passionate for the things of God, the Bible said the more I draw close to him, the more he draws close to me. The Bible teaches me that as I press into God, I find more about the goodness of God and the greater dimensions of his presence. And when you have a desire to get close to God, you find out that he has a desire to be close to you. And if you have a hunger and a passion for God, you realize that there's so much of God that you can never consume at all. And you just keep moving more and more. But not only desire, humility will draw and attract the presence of God. The Bible said that he exalts those that have a humble spirit and those that walk in pride eventually topple over. I am telling you, there has been more people, ministries, uh, corporations, businesses ruined because of pride. They have toppled over because of a proud spirit. But when you walk in a place of humility, you attract the presence of God. When you walk in humility, you attract the goodness of God to your life. You attract his grace upon your life that brings promotion in your life. James 4.10 says this, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift and honor you. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift and honor you. He says, as you bow, he lifts. As you bow, he raises. As you humble yourself, he exalts you. And I am telling you, there is no greater way and quicker route to promotion than humility because it attracts the presence of God. It attracts the spirit of God. Not only does humility attract the spirit of God, obedience attracts the spirit of God. The Bible tells us that obedience is better than sacrifice. And when you realize that God has called you to be obedient to the law and the word of the Lord and walk according to this word, the Bible tells us that Noah did all that God commanded him. The Bible said that Noah did everything. Now here was Noah's uh, commissioning and here was his word, build a boat, okay, what kind of boat? An ark. How big of an ark? So large that you can take animals of every kind and put them on this boat and you and your family will be moved to a new season by this boat. That sounds great, but the problem is as I look around, there's no water to float the boat. But this is what the Bible said, Noah did all that God commanded him. And the Bible said eventually the vision for Noah's life met provision. And the Bible said there were fountains in deep places that had been stored. And the Bible said that there were pockets of rain in the heavens just waiting to be released. And the Bible said at the right time 
time, the Bible tells us that these rains were released and these fountains begin to break open and the boat begin to float. What happens is this. When you walk in obedience to the word of God, you attract the presence of God and you attract the spirit of God. And where the spirit of God is, there is liberty and there is freedom. And what it does in your life, it allows you to get up and work on a boat when there's no water to float it. It allows you to get up and make up your mind that what God said about me is settled and what God has declared over me has already been established and I may not know exactly how it's all going to work out but I don't have to because God is the one that has declared the word over my life so I just have to walk out the step that he has put before me. Obedience will attract the presence of God to your life. It will invite his presence because what you're saying is Father I'm not walking by my own word but I'm living by your word. Obedience. If you ever get a hold of this principle it will revolutionize your life not only will obedience attract the presence of God unity will attract the presence of God Psalm 133 says this where God finds unity there somebody say there he commands the blessing what it's saying is this where God finds unity it almost is like God has put a bullseye on you but I will tell you this when you are walking in a place of strife and there is a lack of unity the enemy will put a bullseye on you. Because the Bible says where strife abounds, every evil work has its where. And this is what happens when you are in unity with God and you are in unity with your brothers and your sisters of faith and you are walking in a spirit of oneness together. God says, I'm going to target you with my blessing. But the minute you let strife open the door, other things begin to follow in and other things begin to get in. But when you say, Lord, I'm going to be unified. I'm going to be unified with your word. I'm going to be unified with your spirit. I'm going to be unified with those you have put around me I may not always agree with them but we can agreeably disagree we're not going to fight we're not going to feud I tell people all the time city life is a place of no drama we love God and we love people and if you want to find a place that, that deals in drama or a church that has a drama ministry we will help you out because we have made up our mind we're going to love Jesus and love people amen we're not going to fight we're not going to complain we're just going to do the work of the Lord in the city of Tampa and to the world unity will attract the presence of God but when you walk in strife what you're doing is you're pushing out God's presence from working in your life brokenness will invite the presence of God in your life the Bible said he is near in the book of Psalm, chapter 34, verse 18, to the brokenhearted. He is near to the brokenhearted and he rescues those who have crushed spirit. I'm telling you, when you allow him to break you and you allow him to work in your life and bless you, what you're saying is, Father, I desire you and your hands to be upon me and brokenness will attract the presence of God to your life. Prayer will attract the presence of God because prayer is your communication. It is your hotline to God. It's where you petition him and you allow him to speak to you. You will never go anywhere in the kingdom or in your journey or you will never walk through new doors or new places without prayer being a vehicle in your life. The Bible teaches that we can pray effectively. We can pray unceasingly. That doesn't mean that you're walking around just jibber-jabbing all day long, but your spirit is always in connection with God and everywhere you 
you go, you know that that step has been ordered and there's just a peace in your spirit because you're in communion with God. And I'm telling you, if you will stay in communion with God, it will allow him to know that you desire his presence in your life and that you desire him to be with you, not just on Sundays, but on Mondays, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday, and then on Sunday when we all get together as the body of believer. But what you're saying is I need your voice in my life. And the Bible says you have not because you ask not. It allows you to walk into God's presence boldly, the Bible said, and proclaim what you need. Father, I need you to touch my kids. I need you to bless my finances. I need you to direct my path. I need your anointing in my life because without your anointing, I am weak and anemic. Father, I need you in my today and I need you in my tomorrow. Father, I need your forgiveness because I am human and I fell over and over and I need your mercy that's brand new every morning. If I fail to talk to God, I miss out on his plan and his blessing for my life. Prayer will invite the presence of God and attract the presence of God to your life. Praise will invite his presence. And the Bible said in Psalm 23, 22 verse 3, Thou art holy and you inhabit the praise of Israel. Your Bible may say you enthrone yourself in the praise. That word inhabit means to dwell. You dwell in my praise. And when he shows up and he enthrones himself, everything he has comes with him. Grace that's sufficient arise. Mercy that's brand new every morning is at your disposal. Anointing that breaks and destroys yokes is come alongside. And he said he inhabits. That's why when you've got a praise in your mouth, that's why David said this. Let's magnify the Lord together. Because I'll tell you, when David rolled in and he looked over at the hillside and the valley where Goliath was roaring for 40 days and 40 nights. It was a bleak situation. His brothers were hiding. The king was nowhere to be found. The mighty men were shaking in their boots. And David said, is there not a cause? Do we not serve the God of Israel? Is there not a reason that we would go out and fight? And the Bible said, David looked at the king and said, I'll fight the giant. How can you fight the giant? Oh, I've served a God that has shown up before and he can show up again. He delivered me from the lion and the bear and he will deliver me today from this uncircumcised Philistine. The Bible said David went down by a brook, prayed a little bit, picked up a couple rocks, put them in the bag, walked out on the battlefield and he looked at a giant and said, today will be your last day. Why will today be your last day? Because I come to you in the name of the Lord and as long as I am in communion with that name and I've got a praise in my mouth, giants have to fall. Praise will invite the presence of God in your life. Come on, give him a praise right now. Come on, somebody put a giant on notice. You're about to rise up and there's a praise in your mouth. But worship draws you closer to God once he arrives. Worship, I heard someone say today, is God's address. It's, his, it's God's address. Worship attracts the present. If you are a worshiper, it's almost like a magnet drawing the presence of God to you. But it's not something you do. Worship's really not a song or a dance. It's just a way you live your life. It's not a ritualistic form. It's we do it in the dance. We do it in the song. We do it by raising our hand. But worship is a way you live your life. 
And it's a way you walk. Worship is getting up and raising your kids the right way. Worship is going to work and honoring your boss and working uh, the way he's called you to work and being a good steward of your fine. That's worship. Worship is taking the word of God and living obedient to it and getting up every morning and putting one foot in front of the other and doing the right thing. That's worship. Worship is when you decide you're not going to bow to the king, even though the fire may be seven times hotter in your future. That's worship right there. In worship is where you always encounter God. Worship attracts the presence of God to your life. Generosity. Generosity attracts the presence of God to your life. If you are generous and you become a good steward of what God has given you, it draws the things of God closer to you. If you understand that generosity is a kingdom attribute, that causes the presence of God to move in to your life in greater way. Generosity as it moves into your life and you become a good steward of your time, your talent, and your treasure. And you're generous with your time and you're generous with your giftings and your talent and you're generous with your treasure. And you allow God to use you to be a blessing and not just be blessed. Because there are a lot of people that are blessed, but they never understand the principle that God has blessed them to be a blessing. Generosity attracts the presence of God. Preparation attracts the presence of God. When you plan and you prepare and you work and you're diligent and you allow God to mold you and shape you and allow his word to define who you are, in his word to refine who you are, in his word to work continually in you, and you allow the process of preparation to take root in your life, it attracts the presence of God and the spirit of God and the purpose of God to your life. But if you just jump out there without allowing God to work in you, because if he does not work on you and in you, he can never work through you. But if you allow the presence of God to begin to mold you and you look in the mirror and say, Lord, before I worry about anybody else, take care of me. Before I worry about my brother or my sister and their issue before I worry about those that are around me father work in my life I'm telling you that attracts the presence of God to your life because when you are have a contrite spirit and he finds that you are willing to be molded and shaped that's where God he moves in with both hands and he puts them on you and he begins to mold you as the potter does the clay and he begins to shape you into a vessel that is a vessel of honor a preparation it begins to allow the process of God to work in your life but it's not the last saying I want the last saying it moves God it it pleases God it's the principle of faith it's the currency and the gas of the kingdom and when you walk in a place of faith what you're saying is God I desire you and I'm going to walk humbly before you and I'm going to be obedient to your word and I'm going to walk in unity of spirit I'm going to allow you to break me and in that brokenness I'm going to allow you to perfect me and I'm going to be 
be in constant communion and prayer. And I'm going to be a man or a woman of praise. And I'm going to draw close in worship because that's where you live. And I'm going to be a generous person because I know that God does not bless stingy people. And I'm going to allow the preparation of the word of God and the process of the kingdom to work in my life. And I'm going to do it all by faith because faith moves you. I hunger for you by faith and I believe you're going to draw me in because there's a doorway in my future. I love what happens and we'll get into this later. The Bible said she put out food before the man of God and it was the beginning of a journey that would take her into seasons of appointments that she had with destiny and a thing that she did not even think was possible in her future but it all started with the desire and an attraction to the presence of God. There are places in your life and in my life and in our life that God desires to take us but we will never go there without his presence matter of fact Moses said I will not go without you I know the promised land is great and I know it's awesome but unless you go with us we will not go and if you ever get into a place and say father I know there's an anointing on my life I know there's a calling in my life I know father that you have called me and desire me to walk in greater places but I will not go without your presence and the Bible said she began to fix a little bit of food and he must have liked it because the Bible said he kept coming back when you begin to live these things out the Holy Spirit is drawn to it like a magnet and he said oh you have a desire for me I have a desire for you if you are humble I exalt the humble if you have obedience in your life I want you to know I'm going to work and perform my word just like I spoke it over you Let me break you so that I can perfect you. Stay with me. Walk in communion and prayer. Be a man or woman of praise. Live in the realm of worship. Be generous. Don't hoard the things I've given you, but allow me to work them through you because if you're generous, I'll multiply those things. You live with a closed hand and a closed fist, that's all it will ever be. When you allow them to flow through you, and then I will prepare you. And if you allow the preparation process, because here is the reality. Come help me, Pastor Ben, real quick. This is a lump of clay, and I'm the potter. And if you allow the preparation process, to work in your life and you realize that you're the clay and that the potter desires to work and you allow the process to take place what you're saying is this I'm allowing your hands and I'm desiring your hands to mold me and shape me (sighs) hair's growing now (sighs) but what you're saying is this What you're saying is this. I'm positioning myself at a place for you to work, but you can do all these things 
But unless you, by faith, allow the process of the kingdom to begin in your life, because this is what eventually happens. The Bible said this woman and this man, they come together and they begin to look into futuristic places and they begin to perceive that God was doing something greater than the now. And the Bible said that this man of God didn't just pass by, but he begins to dwell and stay for long periods of time. And the Bible said there came a point where God called for them and when they stepped into a doorway the word was this get ready the next season will look nothing like the now season and when you walk into that season you're going to run smack dab into an appointment with destiny and I want you to know your future looks better than your now if anyone in this house believes that there is an appointment you have with destiny come on jump to your feet tonight if you believe that your tomorrow is greater than your now This is what the Bible says, as often as he passed, watch this, he would turn in. God's always moving. The key is, are you an individual that he turns into? Well, this jumped out at me when I read it. Are you a person? Are you positioned so that when he passes, he's a target, she's a target. She's ready. She's walking in humility. He's walking in humility. Oh, he's being obedient to what I have declared. I know he's building a boat, but if he only knew there were store places of water that have been designated for his life, there's seasons of provision that are in his future. And look at it. He's building when there's no water to float the boat. If he only understood the appointment with destiny that is in his future, I am telling you, the Bible said they begin to put out the food and what they were preparing, he must have lie because the Bible said when he passed boom he would turn in there it was almost like a magnet drawing to that house it was almost like Fred's buffet when I'm driving by Plant City I have to get off the exit and I told Pastor Mike I said I could not live in Plant City if I lived in Plant City I would weigh 300 pounds and when you're 5'7 and 300 pounds that's not good I said, because he must have liked it. Because every time he turned in, the Bible said, he turned in. This is what we desire. God, you're moving. You're moving in the earth. Turn in right here. You're moving around. Turn in right here. Father, you're moving in the earth. You're moving in the, turn in right here. Move to the steward house. Move to city life, sure. Move into the places you have called me to walk. Because my natural only becomes supernatural if you are abiding with me if your presence is dwelling with me because without you I can do nothing but with you in my life mountains begin to move armies are defeated giants begin to fall anybody ready to walk through a doorway anybody ready to go to where you've never been touch your neighbor say get ready oh Well, I feel his presence in this room right now. He just turned in. He just turned in. Somebody's about to be invaded with a new season. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a target. Not not just over them. Speak it like you believe it. Say, I'm a target. I remember in the Iraq war, um, the first one, you know, I was just a kid. I was in high school and man, it was the first time we ever witnessed smart bombs. 
Anybody remember that? It was amazing. CNN. They were able to literally have a camera almost look like it was connected to that missile. And they would fly over thousands of feet in the air in drones and in planes. It was the first time we had ever witnessed it. And from thousands of feet in the air, they would paint a target. And then they would radio and say this, target painted. And then from hundreds of miles away, they were launching missiles from battleships. And it was crazy. (laughs) Those missiles would go through little windows. Those missiles looked like they could almost go down chimneys. And they were being launched from hundreds of miles away. There's some of you in this room, you have felt like the last season, the enemy has targeted you. He has targeted you, your family, your mind, your ministry, everything about you. But how, what if you in your spirit could get this? If the enemy can target me, how much more can the father target me? How much more can he look down and say, target painted right there. I'm getting ready to send something his way. I'm getting ready to send something her way. I'm getting ready to take them to another level and through another door. I'm getting ready to turn their midnight into dancing. I'm getting ready to open up a new season of ministry. I'm getting ready to unlock the provision. I know you've been building a boat. Water is on the way. Get ready. Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayer is that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email at info at citylifechurch.cc. We want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday morning worship experiences. You can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc and you can also download our City Life Church app on your smartphones and tablets for more online messages. It was great having you with us today and we'll see you next time.